Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Soapbox Musings. This is episode number three, where I just basically just talk off the dome about different things that I might see or hear in the news that are of interest to me or that I feel have some sort of connection to something else. Or it will just kind of like help you see or that you learn how to connect these things yourself. Um, The first thing I'm going to talk about is the Suez Canal. We know that, yeah, the boat was there. Actually, the mega cargo ship was there, and it was stuck for almost a week. The Egyptian-owned and operated Suez Canal opened in 1869. Um, That's a long time ago. They are still not out of the woods just because that boat has been removed. Uh, too, uh, Too much money has been lost, and they are still reeling from the ramifications of that stuck mega cargo ship. It was owned by the Japanese, it's operated by the Taiwanese, but it has an Indian crew. Now, just I just have to say this. This, to me, is the same thing as the slave ships were owned by the Jewish. Um, they were manned by the, the Dutch um, slash whites. So, just because uh, somebody owns something... They're not necessarily going to show you their face. It's about getting their money. And they might have someone else as the middleman so that you don't see who it really is. Um, And also, um, that is all Asian. Because we're not taught geography in school anymore, we can't uh, associate certain groups with other groups. But if you were to look at a map or a globe, you will see that India... Asia, uh, India, excuse me, India, uh, Japan, China, uh, uh, Thailand, those Asian countries are very close together. Now, they plan on, this is from the Jewish, oh, excuse me, Jerusalem Post. Um, this is what they said in one of their news clips. They said that the crew is under investigation And that they're also under house arrest and they face charges. As I said, there's been too much money lost. Some some head is going to have to roll. So they're pretty much going to be the scapegoats. Um, It has been said that the effect of this mishap will be felt for weeks, months, maybe even years. In ways that you or I cannot imagine unless we investigate those things. Um, there were electronics, furniture, construction equipment, orange juice, toys, and livestock, just to name a few of the items that were on those boats that were stuck out in the bay because they could not come through because the evergreen was stuck there. So with that, we are going to take the brunt of it because we're going to receive the higher prices and we're also going to have more delays. That's what's going to be passed on to the consumers. Now, one of the things that they said that helped them get the boat out of there was the tide. Now, remember we talked about the tide in one of the very early um, podcasts when we talked about how the moon um, affects the tide. The tide that they were actually waiting on was the full moon of March. is known as the worm moon According to uh, Farmer Almanacs, which it stands for, it means worm moon because this is a full moon that the worms appear out of the ground because the ground has begun to thaw. 
So they come up, and because it's that time, and they're coming up to see the moon, that's what it's called. Now, this moon is also called the Paschal Moon. This is something that we did talk about um, in, in that um, particular podcast, one of the earlier podcasts. The Paschal Moon really stands for the Passover Moon. Now, the Passover... Oh, before I go that far, um, I want to tell you one other thing. Is that... Uh, the Suez Canal is located in the Middle East. This term wasn't, it began to be used in 1902 to de- differentiate the area between um, Arabia and India. Now, all you got to do is do your longitude and latitude if you're, you are on a boat or you are traveling. That is how you'll find where you need to be. Those are better known as coordinates. You'll hear that a lot when you watch like spy movies and they'll try to be, what is your location? What are your coordinates? You don't tell them, hey, I'm on a, uh, I'm in Flint, Michigan. I'm on the corner. Of, they don't do that. They find, they pinpoint exactly where you are by the latitude and by the longitude. This is something that should have been taught in elementary. It may still be taught. It may not. But this is something that you need to understand how to read a map. But back to what I was saying about the Passover. The Passover is the celebration that represents when the children of Israel were getting ready to come out of Egypt, but it was the angel of death was going to come that night. And they were told to put the blood of a lamb over their doorpost. That is what the celebration of Passover. You are celebrating that the angel of death passed over your home. Purim also just uh, passed as well, maybe about a month, month and a half ago. Purim is celebrating the story of Esther. When we go into our high holy days, I'm going to investigate that more. Now, keep in mind, I don't know everything. There are some things that I'm sharing with you that, yeah, I've known for years and that uh, is just, these are just things that I went over. But when it comes to like uh, the newer things, like as far as learning exactly when the high holy days are. This is something that is, I've only been doing this for a couple years. So you have to, you go by the moon when you do this. This doesn't go by dates. So it goes back to the original way that the children of Israel read the moon and the stars, the way that we were commanded to in Genesis. But I digress. Um, Like I said, I don't know it all, but We are going to learn these days so that we can leave Christmas, Easter, and Valentine's Day, Thanksgiving Day. We need to leave these days alone. Now, that might not sit right with some of you, but if you really, really want to let go, if you really want to come out of her, then these are things that you got to let go. Okay? Now, usually I don't read out of the NIV version of the Bible. Um, just because a lot of the scriptures have been replaced or taken and names have been changed. It, it, it's not right. It's been tampered with, but there are some times when you can find something that is a little bit more plain than it is in the KJV version and it lines up with it. And this is one of those times. And I'm going to read this scripture because it has, it kind of segues into the next, um, topic that I'm going to deal with. And it's called the warning to the rich oppressors. And it is James 5 and 1 through 6. Now listen, you rich, rich people. Weep 
and well because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you fail to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one who was not opposing you. This is an article that can be found in the Daily News. Um, it is about the body of Emmy-winning set designer Evelyn Sakash, who was finally discovered by her sister Tuesday afternoon and investigators believe she died in an avalanche of garbage and debris inside her filthy College Point kitchen around the time she disappeared in late September, sources said. The 66-year-old victim was discovered lying face up under the debris by her sibling, who was visiting from out of state to empty the apartment with help from a professional cleaner, sources told the Daily News. This is just devastating, said the tearful sister Ellen Brown, 60. She had a full life. She was so extraordinarily talented. She was a brilliant mind. I don't want my sister to be remembered like that, like the way she was found. The victim's home on Wednesday included a sink filled with filthy dishes and rooms piled high with other debris and a stench wafting from the residence. Neighbors said Sakash kept dogs and cats in the home, with police emptying the home of her pets without locating the body during one of at least two visits to the residence over the last seven months. One more article, but this is about a, a, a couple of brothers by the name of Collier. Homer Lust Collier, November 6, 1881 through March 21, 1947. Langley Wakeman Collier, October 3, March 9, 1947, were known as the Collier Brothers. They were two Jewish American brothers who had become infamous for their bizarre natures and compulsive hoarding. They lived in seclusion in the Harlem Brownstone on Fifth Avenue in New York City where they obsessively collected books, furniture, musical instruments, and a myriad of other items with booby traps set in corridors and doorways to crush intruders. In March 1947, both were found dead in their home surrounded by over 140 tons of collected items that they had amassed over several decades. You might say, well, what has they got to do with anything? Well, uh, in Manhattan, which is really one of the top cities in the world when it comes to finance and anything else. Um, a lot of rich people live there. And a lot of these rich people are depressed. They are living in their homes and they're being destroyed by the things that they are bringing into their homes. The, the furniture, the trash, whatever it is that they're piling up in there, it's eating them like fire. They are being consumed by this. There's actually uh, a man that owns a business that they clean just the prestigious apartments that are located in Manhattan and, and along Park Avenue. These people are living like cave beasts, just to say the least. It is what it is. They are living like that. Now, the Collier brothers, 
they were found less than, I think, 10 feet away from each other in the Collier Mansion. Now, these people claim that their ancestors were some of the people that came over on the Mayflower in 1621. So, I'm saying all that to say this. These are people usually that have old money. And when you're dealing with old money, you're dealing with money that was started or companies that were started that began in the 1700s, sometimes earlier than that. But when you're talking about 1600s, 1700s, and 1800s, and even early 1900s, a lot of those businesses are directly tied to the slave trade some sort of way. So that's why I said, or I mentioned this, because that's exactly what I thought about. Now these people are up in age, and they've done all the things, all this dirt they've done to get what they want. And now they can't sleep at night. Some of them go in the house, don't want to come out of the house. They just eat and just throw the pan or whatever it is that they're eating right there. Don't have running water or any of that in their home. And a lot of times they can't afford it, but they just won't do it. Something's wrong with the head. They are depressed. They're howling because of their riches. The biblical definition for the howl or the howling is the cry of a human being in horror or anguish. To utter a loud, mournful sound, expressive of distress, to wail. It also could mean to roar as a tempest. These all fall in line with what they're going to, through. They are in distress. They are losing their power. They're losing their position. They are, they are in mourning, they are in anguish, and they are in horror for what they see the world becoming. Moving on to the animals this time. They have now developed a vaccine, especially for animals. We don't even need to go into that too much. I just needed to basically mention that so that you are aware of all this craziness that's going on. Now, remember when we talked about the mice that were in Australia? Well, they have another problem because now they are being overran with spiders. The spiders are everywhere. They are all over the walls. They're all over the floor. They're going in the house. They're doing basically the same thing that the mice did. Um, and they just got over locusts, if I'm not mistaken, before the mice came. Now, speaking of locusts, the locusts are uh, at 400 billion, I believe they said. That is the number of the swarm that is, I believe that swarm is in South Africa. And they also, in Australia, have hail the size of eggs. Now, hail, flooding, mice, spiders, all these things are plagues. That's what they are. And that's what's prophesied that will happen in the last days. Another article. It's emotionally a roller coaster. Dead wildlife 
in Wolf Lake worries residents in Hammond, Indiana. Testing is underway to see what is killing off birds in Hammond, Indiana. Officials are warning people to stay away from the area where birds are being found. CBS 2's Marissa Parr reports residents are anxious to find a cause. Birder Carolyn Marsh has spent three decades watching Hammond's birds like a hawk. Now she's watching them die by the dozens in Wolf Lake. It's emotionally a roller coaster, Marsh said. After February's harsh snowstorm, she expected to see some casualties. But to see the number of birds in the Wolf Lake Channel was something I had to investigate. She is one of the hundreds documenting her findings in the Swan, Save Whiting and Our Neighbors Facebook group, started years ago when they were finding dead swans in nearby Lake George. Since the CBS 2 story aired a week ago, posts of dead birds haven't stopped, not just in Wolf Lake anymore. Now there are sightings here and there in places like Hammond Marina. And they're not just finding dead birds. Here's the dead carp. I found four today. I am worried because I usually come out here and fish and I usually come out here with my cousin and his kids. And until they figure out what's going on, there's no way. You know what I mean? The Illinois Department of Environment Management, IDM, took samples around Wolf Lake and around discharge points from industrial plants the other day. But fractured trust among people who live here means people like Marsh are looking at doing their own testing. Every time, every few years or every few months now, we get situations where birds are just falling out of the sky and nobody knows what they're doing to these birds. Um, there used to be a time where I honestly believed that, uh, humans were responsible for that. And I believe even now they're, they are still responsible in some times, but the most high is in control over everything. And we know that that's a plague as well. Your animals dying. I'm not saying it is, and I'm not saying it isn't, but I'm saying it's definitely something that we need to look into. So when we see the news, let's just not look at the news. Let's look at the news according to the time that we're living in, according to the place that we're living in, and according to the people that we are living under. And then we'll be able to pick out a few more things than just looking and not grasping anything. Well, I appreciate you spending a little time with me on my little soapbox musings. I'll catch y'all later on Bible Days E23. I should be uploading in a couple days. Talk to you then. Love you. Bye-bye.